Welcome to the Grumpy Metalheads podcast with the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and Shrub666. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Grumpy Metal Heads podcast. I'm the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and normally what happens is I do this introduction as the guest is introduced to the show and we get onto the Zoom call and everything like that but with someone like Joe this man can talk and he was just straight into the flow of things so I felt the need just to press record first and then we would record this introduction separately. So I'm the Heavy Metal Strength Coach. I'm joined as ever by Shrubs666 and we have the great honour of announcing our guest as the lead singer of Earn, Mr. Joe Nally. Joe's been on this podcast before, way back last year, and he's since released the album Serpent and Spirit with his band to amazing reviews. There's some amazing people in metal that are saying that this is a wonderful album, and, well, yeah, we'll let Joe take it away from here. I should also say that the audio quality in places isn't the best for whatever reason. The internet gods were not with us on this day. There was little delays and times where one of us couldn't hear the other person's questions and things like that, but I still think that this is a great episode. So I hope you all enjoy, guys. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the other side. There we oh, go. yeah. Oh, there we go. Got it. Yeah. There you go, so, yeah, we're doing this thing in Poland. Never been to Poland in my life. Um, I learned a little bit of the lingo, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use it in full flight. Do you know what I mean? I'm gonna have a gonna clean up on my Polish. And um, like we go, we got this festival for Poland, and there's mental bands. It's like Priest, Saxon, Merciful Fate, and all this. And then we get like sent through. Oh, you you guys are gonna be doing the opening day, and there's there's bands such as like fucking Tom Jeep. Oh, it's so sorry, my cat's kicking off if you can hear him. Tom G Warrior, Napalm Death, and like fucking decapitating all these bands. And I'm like, oh, okay, so it's going to be like, we're going to be, we're, we're the smallest band by a mile. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's mental. So I was like, oh, we'll, we'll be on whatever. We're on the fucking like main stage <laughs> with Heathen, who were one of my favorite fucking bands, like big time. Now, everyone, because everyone does all this fresh, oh, I like fresh now, and we're going to call our band name after some old fucking, like, whatever, Megadeth song or some Slayer song or something, whatever, fucking piece by piece. Oh, yeah, we love Fresh. Yeah, but you were playing whatever a couple of months ago. But I love, fucking truly love, like, Heathen for years. And there's only been a few of us who, like, really appreciated their, like, sort of the kind of more proggy takes, the longer songs, the sort of, and Justice for All sort of thing. But they came three or four years after all of that happened, like, after all of the Bay Area stuff really kicked off. So if you weren't in them first year, that first year, you weren't one of the big boys. Then you kind I, of... I, I saw Heathen in 1992 at the Hansford Odeon supporting Sepultura, mate. Yeah, I was still a baby in arms. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, I weren't. No, I, weren't. I, was, I, was, I was cutting it up. I was watching MacGyver in the 18. But, I mean, I, I fucking love them. Like, so, I'm, like, the first time I've even seen them, like, because obviously they, they put out an album, like, every 10 years or something. Us, them, Napalm Death, and Tom G. Warrior playing like 
a set of like fucking Hellhammer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with literally like an his, his entire back catalogue of, of music yeah. all the way through. Yeah, it's mental. And he's just going to retire after that gig. Yeah, he's, well, he's top. He's finally played with us. And uh, yeah. that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's been the whole that's time. the pinnacle of his career now. Uh, he's been sat there like, oh, I've done this. I've done three massive bands. But I'll tell you what I haven't done. And the, yeah, now he is. And it's like with an orchestra. So I'm like, I'm fucking all over that. You know, hit Poland, bit of culture, smash it, love it. Yeah, and it's like a bank holiday weekend because a lot of the European things are starting on like Wednesdays this year because everyone's adding another day. Like over here, we get like, we got the Thursday and the Friday off for the Queen's 2000th birthday or something. And um, we're, we're, we're making the most of it. Like, Sorry, sorry, sorry that, that sorry. tickled me quite a lot. But you know what I mean? She has she has about four a year, don't she? Do you know what I mean? And I am, um, and we're just gonna make the most of it. Do you know, hit old, old good danks. I, I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't have a clue. Yeah, and I'm like cracking up. And then the next night, we're just gonna watch like Opeth, Mastodon, and then a bit of Priest, like, lovely jubbly. I get it's it's like mad. Like I've just messaged the guys. Next week was a year from when we started to record the album, and we saved. We're not. Like I'm not being funny. If you look at us, we're not. You're not. You're not going to see like boy band looks. We don't have anything cool or outstanding about us. We don't do any like let's try and be hip or happening and all that sort of shit. We just saved our little pocket money from like the bits we saved over from work. And that's how our drum always says it. Just remember, we save pocket money. When I say pocket money, it's, it's not. You know what I mean? My mum doesn't give me money. I. You know what I mean? I'm. I'm not one of those who walk around the supermarket holding a bloody trolley. But I've done all. <laughs> you you know, sure? we just say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mimi pants pulled up to me chest. <laughs> Do you know the ones? And, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, um, oh, no. I, <laughs> and we just saved money we had from work. And then, like, some money we got from shows and everything and selling merch. And we went and done this album, which there was no one talking about this band. You know, uh, it was like we did an EP. And I listen to that EP now and I'm like, oh, I wish I could take that. Wish I could take that back. But you've got to start somewhere. Yeah, and if it's anything, start, like it, it was, was a, a bit start. of a. Hey, I enjoyed that EP. Yeah, no. If I'd never heard music before, I'd enjoy it. But <laughs> I, I think, like when I listen to it, it's what we. What's good? What we've done is we we held back. Like if you listen to like the drums, me and Angus basically had an idea what the drums were when Rich joined, and I think we might have just held him a little bit too close to. Oh, we just want it like this, but we kind of held everything back the riffs are quite simple everything's just a little bit more chilled and i was getting used to doing vocals again i hadn't done vocals for years and certainly i'd never done clean singing so it was all a little bit you know whatever but where we held back and then we're like oh now this is a little bit of what we can do like obviously what's happens happened and it's it's mad leaving that going into recording october and like leaving and just being like yeah i think we've done something really good here like we all kind of felt confident chris who was producing it from conan i've remembered now um he uh you haven't got to run to another room just to read that again have you no 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 yeah. yo this is probably the last time he's yeah fucking hell yeah jesus yeah last time he spoke and we went and he was like he was into it so you kind of think well that guy just done boss keloid he's done this he's done that he's in conan and he's like yeah this is this is all right <laughs> you know and then he's like his missus who works um sarah she does like screen printing for bands and she does all our merch as well and she like messaged us going, I've like, I've heard some of your mixes and she, she like, she loves it. It's so nice that like, she truly like loves it. And uh, yeah, it's just mad to think that we, like, and we had no hype. If we were one of them bands 
we didn't play many shows like or anything to be fair like we hardly yeah. fucking did anything and it's just like when i when i like i can only admire bands like conjurer who played everywhere yeah. i'd wake up in the morning make a cup of tea and i'd be playing a gig in the bedroom do you know what i mean it's just like <laughs> yeah. they were everywhere and i admire that because they just went for it yeah, and um and obviously a bit like a lot younger than us so they had you know they didn't hate everything about the world yet so that you know they were going for it and when obviously everyone got to hear see this amazing band and hear this amazing music so when they dropped everyone knew it was going to be quality yeah. there's other bands there's other bands obviously who've played tons of shows and really put ourselves out there and you get other bands who everyone goes oh this is going to be great because they've got i don't know bobby davro's son on vocals or something and yeah. everyone goes yeah it's going to be great just because you know or whatnot but we didn't have anything about that me and angus were in hang the bastard but like that's not going to get you anywhere oh god he was in hang the bastard wow like it's just it's just a little thing and it helped us at the start i'm not going to deny that but i was the one person in that band really who made all the contacts within metal because i grew up in metal so i knew a lot yeah, of yeah. The people anyway just from going yeah. to gigs where they grew up not in that sort of world you know and that always helped me anyway because a lot of people just knew me anyway just being that larry gobby shite <laughs> and um and yeah just coming back on it and i was like we just i posted a picture on in sorry i'm lads i'm just chatting shit so everyone can hear Fine. the story about what's happened over the last year because a lot of it when i think about a lot of the stuff that's happened and i sit there and i'm, I'm like we are tiny we are a tiny band. And yeah, well, I just posted a picture online about how I've just heard some of the first mixes and I'm so chuffed, so proud of what we've done and I um, hope you guys enjoy it. It's just whatever sort of thing. And then Darren, who works at Candlelight and Spine Farm and another like a ton of other stuff, really highly regarded in the UK scene, was like, can I, can I hear some? And I was like, oh, oh, like, didn't, you know, I was like, fucking hell. Just called the boys and I was like, Darren wants to hear something. And to be fair, we, we, with regarding this, I thought, oh, we might put it out on a small UK sort of label or just see what happens, really. You know, I thought we had something good, but you just don't know, really, do you? Like, what's going to happen? And I, I was like, let's just send him what we considered the best song, which was Desolate Heart. And that song's eight and a half minutes. And I got a message back from him, five minutes. <laughs> and he hadn't even, uh, hadn't even listened to the whole song and he went, I want it. Can really? I hear another thing? Yeah. He hadn't even heard it. the last two minutes of that song, which is yeah. absolutely insane. Yeah. And that was it. And then sent him another thing and he's like, I'll call you tomorrow. That, you know, that was, that started the ball rolling. And it was before I knew it, I was talking to like a lady who deals with all our accounts in America. And I'm there in, in my suit. And Darren, who knows me quite well, to be fair, I'm at work funny enough that week I hardly worked last year but I was in work that week and I've got my suit on and I'm on this video call into America and she must have thought I was dead smart because some of the words and some of the things and she was she's a lovely lady who worked with all these like fucking mega massive iconic bands doing all that stuff in the 90s and she was like oh well you know what that mean and I was like yeah yeah I've got me bloody file facts next to me writing notes out I'm like fucking hell, what's that word mean do you know what I mean? It was like fucking like bloody Lord of the Rings at the end. I was like, oh, I have no idea what's just been said to me. But I got it. We got it like kind of got a gist of it. And then, um, you know, there was a few other things that sort of popped up. But I was like, look, at this age we are now, like we just thought we were going to put something out, you know, see what happens and that'd be it. And uh, yeah, then we just like, let's just fucking go for it. We know Darren. Darren knows us. We 
we trust him and and he just told us from the get-go like this will get you out there album two if done well and it's a good album that's when you'll go and i feel like he's he messaged me today when you know what you went problem is with you guys you put out such a bloody strong record but off the bat he was just like you've got to do something massive to really top this yeah, yeah. and i was just like fucking oh yeah i, I you know I, no pressure I, I do, then no no it's not <laughs> but we've got to make it you know you've got to do something big and a lot better but you also want to make it a little bit more like you have to mix it up a bit and that's that's the thing like it does make me laugh when i see a review every now and then someone goes oh you know it gets a bit samey i thought samey you're having a laugh mate it's about fifty thousand different types of metal in there um <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like fucking tinfoil metal. That's in there. Do you know what I mean? All, <laughs> all the big ones. But I'm like, Otis, sorry, me cat. Um, and I'm like, I see that. And that does make me laugh. So to mix it up on album number two, yeah, we can do it. Why? Because we've grown up listening to metal. We ain't these people who just jump in. Oh, yeah, we're going to start playing death metal. And you can tell. You can, you can tell. You can tell who's done it, who's grown, grown up, like, and let that music immerse them, like, as a youngster, to yeah. those who... You know, I've been playing whatever for 10 years. Now I'm going to do this. And you can just tell by the quality of the riffs. You can, it's just there, you know. And it, but does it feel real... like a first album for a band, though? Because you've done Chapters, you've done Hang the Bastard. Does it feel no, like... I, I, to be fair, I feel like this is the second album of Chapters, to be fair. Like, to be honest, like, and I think, I think there's some bits in there, like Desolate Heart, the first two minutes of that was something that me and Angus had wrote yonks ago in Chapters. Um, there's there's a few other little bits that I've just had saved from then, like the opening track, the uh, Spanish guitar thing. I've had I've had that for like 13 years, and I've just always, you know, just you know, had it in the back of my mind. And there's a few little bits and bobs, but at the end of the day, it was my it was our band, and it was my riffs, Angus's riffs, so we can use them whenever, you know. It's not they weren't tied down to chapters, they weren't in any chapter songs, but it does feel like the follow up in a way of obviously it's a new band, the sound is different. I think I sometimes think this album could have been chapters, three albums down the line mm-hmm. or two albums down. You know, it, it does sound a lot the same because obviously my vocals are the same and Angus's guitar playing feels the same and everything. But what we've added is a drummer who's so like, he's so knowledgeable on metal. Like mm-hmm. he's where we've never, I've never really had that before. I've had guys who, who play metal, love metal, who play rock music, love rock music. But Rich is like, I mean, when, I, when he tells you that, you know, he was going to like, these shows with his older brothers when he was like fucking like 10 years of age shows that I'm like these iconic fucking shows. And he was like, yeah, I would have been there, blah, 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 this and that. And he just knows so much. So we've never had that before where he like to have a drummer who go like, you should maybe try and do something like this or try and do something like that. I've had a lot of drummers where I kind of have to tell them where Rich kind of, there's parts where Rich comes up and goes, come up with a riff or like on some, something new we've just wrote, like the riff, um, Rich has got a whole riff in there and he can hardly play guitar yeah, but right. it's just giving you that idea that this is what I want can we get this in there how can we do it and yeah it's, it's perfect it's, in, it's all sorted so how one did... second I, I, it's fuck off <laughs> <laughs> how yeah, did you um, end up with Rich in the band uh, so I knew Rich when I was in chapters like we kind of met him on, on tour and I just got along with him. Like he's so like, he's so like me in so many ways, as well as he's been his own person. He's, he, we're all very different to each other. Like no one would ever think that me and Angus would be as close as we are because we're so different, but that's what makes it a work, a very great dynamic as friendship and as a writing partnership. And now Rich is coming with his different dynamic and it, it, it you know it makes this melting pot but i met rich and i was like i'd always wanted to 
I think I'd be I'd really get along with that guy in a band. And it's almost like the music comes second. It's just about hanging out with someone because you like them as a person. And we had a different drummer at the start of the throne who was more of a like a John Bonham sort of style player. Didn't really didn't do have double kick, didn't do all like this stuff with pace. It was a bit more he's a good drummer, but it was so much more rock and roll when I listen back to the old demos. And he was leaving, he had a proper job lined up, like an actual like serious job. So I just sat down with Angus and I was just like, if you could have one drummer, who would you want to be in a band with? I had Rich in my mind and Angus said, Rich. So I literally texted him uh, like, you're right, mate. Sorry, it's been so long, blah, blah, blah. Me and Angus got a metal band going. Do you want to do something? And it was almost like, yeah, I've been waiting for this message. Like for years, you know, I've been waiting four or five years. And yeah, it's just a great dynamic. And it's, it's it, you know, it's, it's, now we've been with Rich for four years. Obviously, we lose a big time frame because of COVID, but like we don't get bored with each other. We all, we all have a laugh and a chat and we all sort of know people's like when we, we've all toured before. So, you know, going on tour, we, you know, we all kind of know like when I want to have a bit of a quiet time and I might read for a bit, you know, and uh, but or Rich wants to fucking listen to certain music and what just whatever. Like we all just get along so well. Which, which is great. It is great. And I know everyone sort of says that in a band and then the next thing they're kicked out or the next thing yeah. someone's done what, what have you and they've had to split up or whatnot. But we're just pretty normal people, really. That's I mean, going to come in really handy in the next few months with the tours that you've got coming up anyway, isn't it? Yeah, really? yeah. I mean, yeah, Orange yeah. Goblin, how many dates is that? That must be, what, nearly a dozen dates, isn't it? Ten dates? Yeah, I think ten dates, I think. Yeah, ten days at least. Yeah. I, I think there's nine, nine shows, ten days. But we're like buzzing. I mean, we talk about it, like we've got our mate Jack driving. I've got a lovely motor. He drives like Glenn Hughes and other people. Like he drives like Glenn Hughes. Like doesn't travel with the rest of the band. He he <laughs> travels with Jack and he takes him to the hotel. But we're like, yeah, but because we all love Christmas. So I'm like going to get some little lights, you know, little <laughs> Christmas tree. Going to just bring like Nat King Cole CDs. All of that, you know. Going to have all like the typical like Christmas carols sung by St Leonard's church or something yeah, yeah we're gonna have it all and like i'm buzzing and we're like we're planning on what christmas markets to go to we're gonna have a day off in edinburgh and we're all like oh, bang on it like we've all like we truly like fucking love it and it's well things like next month obviously we've got damnation but we've got eindhoven and we're playing with like at the gates and graveyard like graveyard their last couple of albums have been the first few are fucking phenomenal and yeah. i'm like wow what like how privileged like how lucky are we at, at just put out this album and off the back of it we get to go get paid to go over to these wicked places and play with your heroes is that I'm the Eindhoven like, metal meet no this is oh mate it's got such a fucking oh, so, I'll put it in the show notes don't worry we'll, we'll, find, it. we'll, find, it. we'll find it we'll no, find no, it no 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 it's, it's called and it kills me because we'd all remember the, uh, the, the show uh, when we was growing up it's called Hell Dorado. Uh, so okay. obviously all I can think of is <laughs> El Dorado and a load of tanned people in flowery shirts. So um, you still might get that in Holland. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be, it'd be us <laughs> three. Cannibal cops. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's you know, it's 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 things like that. It's like wow, and then getting on damnation and seeing the buzz at damnation, apart from that one guy 
shrubs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm too old for this. I didn't <laughs> know bloody Bruce Fullside was bashing about. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> He's too old in for this. Crowd, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It cracks me up. I'm too old. For, uh, and the other thing, and I'm just like, whatever, you can't please. But everyone else is going, no, these guys are wicked. Like, yeah, yeah. And when I you mean, get the promoters... I, I've been watching that forum and, and e- even now, you're, Earn is still being talked about as being one of the bands to see on the day. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna be one of those ones where people are gonna have to get in early into the room to get in to see you guys. I tell you, yeah. I think it's yeah. gonna be fucking rammed in there. And I think, I mean, we're we're playing a different set. We're doing something we've not done. We're, well, we're playing a set. We're we're doing a new set this weekend. We're going to like test it out the Black Heart. And we're doing something we've not done before, or we've not certainly done since the album's come out. So we're just trying to keep it a bit interesting for us. We've got like about 35, 40 minute set list. But wow. what we try and do, and we did it at Bloodstock, we'll, if we get 40 minutes, we'll cut it five minutes if we got we got friends playing. So after Bloodstock, we had Casket Feeder. So we finished five minutes early so everyone could fuck off to watch Casket Feeder. Yeah. And like this one, you know, our songs are long, but Video Nasties are on after us on another stage. So we're going to cut five minutes off. Yeah, yeah. Tell anyone to fuck off and watch Video Nasties. Yeah. Because what they're just going to stand in the room and just watch us pack all our like, equipment for another five minutes. Just yeah. get was, out and watch um, Video Nasties. Was Bloodstock your first gig back? No, we actually did. Um, we had two shows. Got offered a show with Rage and Speed Hall. And we got offered. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was weird. It was weird, and I'm not. I'm not surprised by what happened recently. I don't yeah. know. Not not ready for me to say. As long as the guy's all right, that's the most important thing. He's too too important to UK metal over the last 25 years to sadly like whimper out like yeah. that. So hopefully he gets himself sorted. He's made such a big imprint growing up. And then we got um our Art Tangent versus 2000 Trees um show. So we played them with um Rich just had. Like his baby was due that weekend. So we got our friend Pearlie, who went from Malefice, from TRC, to, to, to fill in for us. And Pearlie hadn't played like metal for years. He'd been playing like hardcore. And we gave him like two weeks, maybe, to kind of learn him. I think two weeks, two practices. Ah, he fucking smashed it, mate. And he's a top lad. He's, he's a good, good power of ours anyway. You know? Yeah, he is a top lad, is Pearlie. Yeah. And it was great. And for us as well, on top of that, it's like nice that after that blood stop. Like he's one of them. Like you do, if you do me a, like ever do me a solid, do me a favour. I'll, that'd be it. Like I'll look after you and I'll try and help out wherever I can. And at Bloodstock, I've got all in him and his uh, missus and his kid pass like passes for the day, and, and we made his little boy be our like um our like tour manager, and we paid him a fee, paid his boy a fee, <laughs> and That's uh, he's only what is he four or five. But yeah, yeah no, we looked new. after our car, car, like, pass, uh, car park space and little bits and bobs. And yeah, we, we sent him a little fee just to say thanks. And yeah, um, yeah so he filled in and he did he did a, did a fucking great job. But yeah, love him. So, and uh, yeah, it, it was fine, you know, it was for what for how long he had left, how long he had to learn, he smashed it. But yeah, no, then we did Bloodstock. So that was our first show back with Rich. And it was weird because it was his first ever festival like proper festival, not playing like, do you know what I mean? Like the Bobby Dazzler Fest at the Dev or something. And um, I mean, Angus obviously did festivals for about four years with Hang the Bastard. And it was a weird feeling that I had. I had, a, it was almost like Rich had this excitement, this, this like, 
nervousness like because he'd never done it where me and angus had got that out of our system it was more i need to prove to myself that i've wanted years to have this chance to do my own thing not my thing my thing with my, my pals but with hang said i joined that and it was great yeah. and i learned a lot i learned a lot of things to do and not to do and what have you are and where this was i need to prove that i can do this i need to prove that i can do it as a as a, a front man i hate saying it but i'm the person who fucking does all the talking so i guess it is but i needed to prove that i i had it i think maybe i think we might have been put on maybe a little bit early maybe but the response was mad and it, yeah it was it was great and especially when i went to go and watch other bands of who i consider a vile level or like at in the same sort of ballpark and i i think okay ours was really busy Mm. Um, yeah, it was one of the only bands that I saw getting um, chants for We Want More as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's if only we knew bloody more songs. Oh, well, <laughs> if only we had more time, you know what I mean? <laughs> if, if we had more time, but <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, um, it's great. And then from that, I think we went and done, we went and got asked to play Milton Keynes. And I thought, oh, let's do it, you know, like, with a band Black Tongue, we're not really a like for like, to be fair, but it was playing a place where I thought we would we would draw a lot of people. And um, that's my cat kicking off. I don't know if you can hear him. No, oh, shut up. Don't up don't can't hear it. We can't hear it at all. And um, yeah, we, um, so I went and played Milton Keynes and yeah, there was a lot of people for us and we sold a lot of stuff. Most of merch I've ever sold ever, <laughs> like, and I was just like, fucking hell, like, wow, this this feels different, you know. But we're trying to just pace and pick wisely with what we do. Obviously, the Orange Goblin thing's a cool tour. That yeah. 25th, which is now 27th year tour. Um, and it's <laughs> yeah. a nice bill. You've got them, do, obviously, who do what they do. And then King Creature, a bit more the rock thing. And then us. And it's, it's just an interesting bill. And that, that sort of, that does something more for me than going out and playing uh, with, three metal bands you know and then the yeah. next one we got is again a very mixed mixed bill it's us frontiera and devil soldy soul and frontiera just this mad heavy stream everything all goes all over the place and devil soldy soul are pretty like beautiful music and really like atmospheric and again i just feel like that's a good opportunity for us to maybe reach out we can change our set up a bit more we can do some of the more of the mellow stuff to suit that yeah. And I just think, yeah, it's it's nice for us. And then, yeah, and then from that, we just got festivals, really. And it's it's just mad. And it, I get a buzz every time. And my favourite thing to do is, like, if we get oh, we get an offer to play, I can't say that one. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of one that's been announced. Alcatraz Fest, oh, which yeah, is, like, yeah. going In over Belgium. to Belgium. And it's the day, yeah, the day we're playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Belgium, Alcatraz in Belgium. Uh, yeah. A bit far from it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's on its own little island. Uh, yeah, and um, we got offered that, and the day we we're playing, it's like a mental day. Like it's, it's fucking unreal. And, yeah, and like when I'm like fucking hell, like wow, that's really good. And then I get buzzed to kind of call the boys on like a, a team call or whatever, and I'm like, just had the offer in for Alcatraz. And I do it on I do it on every single one of them. Oh, lads, I've got some bad news. Can I can I talk to you? Call me up. I just got offered to play Art Tangent. Oh, 
Oh, and I'm like, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love the buzz because <laughs> I fucking love it. I love the music, you know. And I, it's weird. I grew up. I grew up. I, oh, like trying to find it on your own as a kid because no one else in your family liked metal or rock, and trying to find trying to find your way and being like everything you heard was like wow. And I kind of I guess falling out of love with it for some years. And like you know, I think Shrubs, you know, I like a lot of other music. Yeah, yeah. Certainly big big time into like my Motown stuff, but I'm kind of falling out of love with it. But not falling out of love with I loved all, obviously all the old stuff that I grew up on but just kind of kind of lost my way but the last few years I've kind of gotten back into it and I, one thing I need to do though is I need to stay on top of it and like when I get asked in interviews what are you listening to at the moment at new bands I'm like uh fucking no idea yeah. um, so that's where our drummer comes in he'd be yeah. like whatever fucking nut cruncher from finland or something do you know what i mean like some random shit but yeah it's honestly it's it's been after all these years and i guess like again i, I did mean angus did the hang the bastard thing but it was never my thing it was the guitarist sam's thing and i loved it but after all these years i just wanted i just knew me and angus just needed I mean, if people, if you hear the Chapters record and I listen to it, the production sounds pretty fucking naff now. It sounds dated. But the songs, still to this day, there's not many bands doing that. And that's why every band we ever played with and bands and huge bands were like, you guys are fucking amazing. Because it was mm. it was so, I feel like at the end, I feel it was probably at the wrong time, to be fair. If you're going to start playing like Spanish guitar, like sections in the middle and have like, orchestras and jazz singers i think it was probably a little people just didn't know what to do with it and but i just always knew like me and angus just give us just give us a little opening oh here he is yeah hey. you are mate you are, <laughs> Good mate. Lad. You're right. and um i just knew we needed that little um just a, a window and it's finally happened and now look now look what's happened from it and then uh, it's 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 fucking mad and as you can tell i'm really excited about it but i'm, I'm so proud i'm so, so proud of three guys never giving in to oh let's go and do this or do whatever this new city stuff is now let's bring new metal back it's all it's done it's yeah. done none of it's good you don't have the characters now because you can't be like it's a different world now and the music's pretty pretty fucking pony as well yeah and i'm just i'm just proud of three live you just stuck to it and truly like loved the music and after all these years and knockbacks and things going wrong so many things going wrong it break my heart and if people just really knew like and how much money i've lost and just because i i would i'd pay i'll pay for everything for everyone because I, I always worked i always had a good job i always worked and if people would be like oh i can't can you cover me yeah yeah fuck it i'd don't pay me back. Don't worry about it. Just yeah. because I, I care. I want people to have it easy. I want people to like, to be able to enjoy what I want to get out of it. And if it means paying for them or paying for their studio time or find, we had a guy in the band who's, who's now in a, you know, in a big band, you're probably going to split up soon because they got a knobhead in their fucking band. <laughs> oh, I used to fucking, he had, he, he had no clothes. So I'd, I'd go and fucking buy him t-shirts from, from gigs and ordering shirts from some of his favorite bands and give them to him just yeah. so he had something else to wear mm. do you know what i mean and it's just because i'll i'll make it as easy as anything for you to be in the band just that i expect you know 
you, you've got to really want it, you know. And, yeah. um, and after, I mean, I've been in bands with so many like different band members, and it's funny how many people I've been in bands with who band hop to the top. You'll never have the same satisfaction that I had of playing Budstock because I never did like did that. I, the more my big mistake was joining Hanging the Bastard, which I kept chapters going alongside it but i had no i couldn't write for it anymore because i think the thing with chapters two of there was four main writers and two of the guys left and that's when it died for me even though we Mm -hmm. had great people come in and play and amazing musicians they never grew up listening to what i grew up with to what angus to what Stuart and mike grew up listening to and when it come down to writing i just knew the dynamic wasn't right i just it was just gone and i kept it going to play some shows and it took me a while to us to ever say we we split up, you know, mm. because it, it was gutting. It was gutting for me because so many people were like fucking out. At one point, I thought it was going to kick off, and it, it, you know, it did amazing tours, and it just never did. And um, just to come back and do what we've done now, and I'd never, I've, I've had offers to join much bigger bands, and I I did the Hanger Bastard thing because I I knew it wouldn't really interfere at the time because I just felt like Chapman's thing was done. But yeah, people will never have that same joy because I've done I've done the toilet circuit, I've done beneath the toilet circuit. Do you know what I mean? And I just you know we do we do little well, goals, ticking off little goals. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now that you're in, um, but, is there a structured process you know, for putting the album together, or is it an organic thing that just comes out of hanging out? Yeah, a lot of it's that, but this time around, because we actually have a time scale, it needs to be a bit more like Angus is coming to stay next weekend and we're going to, we don't write full songs without the whole of us there. So next week, me and Angus will probably write a couple of minutes of songs, then bring them in. So we need to do a bit more of that. Me and Angus, we're doing like weekly Zoom calls just to, just to write some riffs and get something in our mind. Whereas last time we didn't have anything. We didn't, have a time scale we weren't putting anything out we had no one who cared so we just took our time whereas now we have pressure but we also have confidence we have confidence because people are going wow this is amazing and this is great mm. and some people are like, this is good but we've not had one person go it's shit because they we're not we're trying to be like a fucking physical knobhead but if someone goes oh this is shit you're bullshitting you're lying because you could never you could never say i feel like will young to simon cow and simon cow went you're shit and will young went, you could never call me a shit singer uh, what, um, what do the I boys just... in gajera think of it <laughs> <laughs> well that's exactly it i'm not being funny if anyone went there i'd be like all right bombed from fucking swindon real name like dean smith if yeah you might think shit but at the end of the day two of our fans one of our like big fans I mean, fucking Gojira. <laughs> like, and this is what's well fucking funny. When I sit there and I look and I go, we don't follow too many people, but when I look for a number of Grammys, the Grammys might be whatever the Grammys are, but they're still of a level where they've been nominated. They've sold millions and millions of records. They sell out Brixton Academy, Ali Pali. We've got Matt Heathy, Jesse Leach, and Jean-Michel and Joe from um, Gujira as fans of us. And we're tiny. Like next week, we could be playing the dog and duck. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what the level we're at. We're, we're still, we might be playing a few festivals here and there, but we also, we're not big enough to go, oh, well, that's what we're, we're going to do full time. 
And the fact that those guys, the guys in Gajira, Joe sent us a message the other day. And I was just like, and I was trying to set the scene. The fact that Jean-Michel heard us four months ago, loved it. He's now gone on tour. So he lives, from what I can gather, I think he lives in France and the brothers live in New York. So they've gone on tour. He's, they've met up. And he's gone, Joe. I can't say, I can't pronounce his name enough. So I'm <laughs> Duplantier, yeah. Joe, Joe would do. Joe, Joe listen, listen to this, listen to this band. And he's gone, yeah, that's fucking good. That I'm going to drop him a message. It was like Maiden, Metallica, and a load of like kind of activists and like what have you, and and Earn cracking up. Like I think it's so funny, but what a fucking buzz! What a, like an adrenaline rush when that comes through, and it's just like fucking hell, like lads, like guess what? And I sent him a picture. Wow, wow, like, and Jesse Leach. So I was like about two thousand and one on I think Kazar or LimeWire. I downloaded the self-titled Killswitch Engage record, and I was like, oh my god, like I was listening to like Metallica and Megadeth, but that was so raw, and his vocals on that first EP first EP slash album is so fucking raw. And that changed it for me because I hadn't heard anything that like that changed things. And then I was buzzing. I was like, the new albums come out alive. Just breathing. I was like, Oh, I can't fucking wait. I had like the old dial up, you know, you'd be sitting there all weekend just to get online for two minutes after, after six o'clock at night. And um, you weren't allowed on it beforehand. And so I never really went on the internet to, to like go and blab a mouth or all that. And I remember buying Kerrang, I think it was Kerrang or Metal Hammer. And there was an article about like about an inch just said, Jesse Leach has left Killswitch Engage. And I was gutted. I was gutted for fucking years that that guy left. He did a blues band, which was really cool. And I was gutted. Like, and if I could go back to tell that, kid of whatever 13 14 one day your hero will talk about you follow you love your band play your band on his like radio show and that i wouldn't have fucking believed it some yeah. people's heroes i mean i, I love jason newstead it's like the reason i want to play bass and james hetfield i'd probably piss myself and faint if i met him being on the old fib and i <laughs> but everyone has that other person you know jesse Lee was was just it growing up he was just the major part and at that time someone in my like one of my parents was really really ill and just listening to him because he was such a positive it was such a positive sort of thing spin and so for all them years of the person being ill and whatnot i was just like fuck and then i just sit there and i'm like how like that's mad and then matt heafy just you know great like great guys you know obviously like Trivium have had their ups and downs and I've had my ups and downs with Trivium and now they've, you know, they seem to be in this really good place. But I kind of know how them two kind of came about because I sort of know Jesse and Matt, I had this picture of me and Matt in Kerrang fucking 16 years ago. Mm. Really random. But the Gajira thing, I have no idea. I have no idea how that's happened. That's blowing my mind. That the fact that they've gone out their way and found us. And I'm just like, take, take us to america and come <laughs> back to europe then we'll do the festival season come back then we'll nip over to like the asia market come back then nip over to australia new zealand come back and then be fully fluent in french and we'll be best mates <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean like you signed but, up for like, rosetta stone now to learn french now yeah is what it is. <laughs> yeah but that's, that's yeah but that's it i've taken over 
Like the next thing, I've been walking around a little beret when I go on stage. <laughs> Do you know what last, I mean? Give it, I fucking love it. Last year, you were super excited. Um, when we, I can't even remember when we had, had you on, but you were super excited June, about the album that was coming together. At what point did you realise it was something special and not just something to be a little bit excited about? I think when we were recording it, I was just like, yeah, this, this is good. I'm not just telling. You can tell each other, oh, yeah, I think this is really good, but no one else knows. You're just giving each other like a false promise or a false confidence. And you're going, yeah, this is great. You're listening to it because you recorded it in a practice studio and you're like, yeah, this is so amazing. But you're just, you're just kind of giving each other a bit of a, a, bit of a boost. But I think, I think I felt early on in recording because Chris gave us such a kind of a boost about it because he seemed like wow fucking hell like, this is good this is good like really enjoyed it and there were some moments where angus was doing stuff and he was just like big grin on his face so i think yeah i think early on in recording i thought wow we got something good and um i knew i, I had the artwork we had the artwork already and i, I was kind of like and i thought people might not get the artwork. I'm kind of fed up of seeing all these, you know, everyone gets this certain style of painting done now, or it's something from like He-Man. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, that does nothing for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, or like uh, there's a sort there's so many now that just non-black metal albums that are trying to have that sort of old classic, like emperor, like artwork sort of thing. There's so much of it now. And I'm like, I have no interest in that. I have no interest in, like, I'm not going to rip my shirt off and go and stand up at the top of the hill. I have the power or whatever it is. I have no, that doesn't interest me at all. Like, why would I do that? But I just had the artwork in mind and I was just like, I felt like it touched on, it's very, it's very easy on the eyes and I felt like it touched, it, it ties in well with the music and, and all the booklet and inlay. I didn't want it to be OTT. I wanted it to be very clean cut, very smart. And I think that's the sort of thing we will do pushing forward. I hate things when now when they're just fucking plastered with shit everywhere. I just want to mm. read. I don't. I, I hate giving away the whole lyrics because I feel like that gives away. I'm giving away. I want to keep a little bit to myself. I want to keep a little bit of the the album in to, to me. And if people figure them out, figure the lyrics out, great. But I don't like to give them all away. And I just like, want to keep it really smart and simple because I want we wanted the music to be about the music and then yeah I felt like yeah I felt like we had something good and once once Darren heard it and he kind of backed it up that yeah this is a special this is a yeah cool um yeah as I was saying like more and more people the reviews are coming out and big one for us is a guy who certainly me and Rich look up to growing up reading your your metal hammers and your crank the the critic Otis the critic uh Don Wilson he's the man he's he's the best there's a reason why metal hammer and whoever get him to do the big scoop to do the big articles to do and we're going to send you over here to get so you can get the big story and the fact that he went mental about it and it it really blew my mind that he really thought it was something special and um yeah it's just little bits and bobs so sometimes you still doubt yourself but like i say once like today we got a message from like the guys in green lung don't know any of them and I really, I really enjoyed their new album. I was listening to it all morning. And then they dropped us a message going, guys, we love your album. We think it's amazing. And we can't wait to see you at Damnation. And they follow us. And it's just like, oh, wicked. And it's little bits and bobs like that. And it's but nothing. <clears throat> that's all cool. But I, when, when it's hard to obviously, because we've only played three or four shows, 
but walking around at bloodstock and having people come up to you and just want to have a chat just ah, oh, just to let you know or blah 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 or can you have a picture and i'm like yeah 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 you, yeah of course you can i'll fucking i'll do whatever like just thank like love that you like like us but there was a lot of that happening and i was like that's the most important thing and when i when i get down to it like again you see all these bands there's certain bands that play in festivals where you're like well we all know why you're there it's you're getting this fucking push from the press and we all know it's a joke but then you know there's other great bands that should be those bands your mountain callers should be there and luna's call should be there and video nasty should be there mm-hmm. but instead they decide to pick do you know what i mean like so good a, like you you pick a, a some right fucking like random bands i'm glad that we've done it we're doing it in this organic way which is just mates telling mates listen to this band yeah, we ain't yeah. being rammed down anyone's throat. Oh, if you don't listen to this, you're blah, blah, blah. This is the band you need to like. And uh, I've got, you know, I've been on tour with some of them bands and them bands ain't them bands anymore. You know, you get pushed down everyone's throat for a year. You need to listen to this band. This band's changed the game. And it ain't. Most of it, we've, what we've done is been done before. You know, it's, it's done, Metallica done it, Megadeth done it. You know, it's a lot of it's done before. Um, But it's almost, that's what, like, that having that having that organic reach and just people just just finding out by like just listening to, like searching for something they something new or just having their friends tell them like today we had a guy to post today thanks to my mate blah 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 who recommended me this and he bought a vinyl and that's yeah. that's the best way to do it because I'm not ramming down there's nothing what's why not be thing why would anyone want my face plastered everywhere. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to see. Oh, if I open up a magazine, so last thing I'd want to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it, it's it's nice just that like just have it done like organically and just people come in to see us. And I say we played Milton Keynes, and wow, I couldn't believe because our card our card machine was um, we did well we didn't have a card machine. Sorry, my cat. And uh, we I was like, wow, we would have done. We, I couldn't believe. I just couldn't believe it. And it's just because people are coming to see us and. Again, friends telling their friends about it. And I still think there's another another lease of life in this album. Once we start playing more and more shows, I think the album's going to boost again. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I'm just excited to see how it all plays, how it all plays out. I think we've really improved. I still need to get I need to get my fitness. They sound silly. I need to sort of get some more miles in, in the in the tank. I get up every morning now and do do some cardio because doing the vocals, do, <laughs> it's a big thing, you know, and you don't want to, you don't want to run out of stamina and whatnot. So I've, you know, I've started getting, I say getting up whatever every morning, just getting some, getting some miles into the tank. And, uh, you know, we've all improved, but, you know, we're buying better equipment and all them little things are getting there and, we're trying to get more merch pushed out and just, just everything, you know, it's, we now have to take it serious because people are putting, investing their time and investing their money and like putting their joy into listening to this band, going to see this band. So we need to give them back more. We need to give them back something better. So yeah, we're like, we, we deadly, we're taking this like deadly serious and it's, it's exciting because again, like even though we're a small band, 
which we are, we're a tiny band. The stuff that we have, the shows we have, the festivals we have, the, the reviews, the praise, the, like, the people who just enjoy us, the people who buy, buy our merch, that's, it doesn't feel like we're a band that that's small. It's, it's a great feeling to have that people really do like us. But we just need to, um, we need to keep on focus. We need to keep on trying to get better, wanting to improve, be willing to, to be willing to improve and to understand like there's things that I need to get better on, but I need to know that I need to get better. I can't be like, oh, well, everything's going fine. People love us. I don't need, I have no area to improve. You always have an area to improve. Everyone mm. does. I think as long as we remain grounded, focused, I've had some like, friends say when they listen to me do interviews, it doesn't mean to be you guys, we're friends, other people. I talk to people as they're my mates. Yeah. I always have done, it's mm. what I, you know, in my line, in my line of work, I have to deal with top, top lawyers in the world. And I, have to, I just deal with a lot of people like, and it's made me, I just have to break down that barrier. I'm always trying to talk to people. One, how I'd want to be kind of spoken to. And I just talk to people as if, if they want to be treated and respected, I'll just, I'll, I'll give them what I want back. And um, I just talk to people like they're my mates and, yeah, and I hope that they are beyond it. You know, hope after yeah. they interview me, or I hope they are after they come and oh, can we ask you about the album? Yeah, fucking ask. You can ask me about my personal life. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. Like, you're you're the easiest talk. person to talk, uh, interview that I've ever um, encountered. Yeah. Joe, we are running out of time, so we've not even mentioned the title of the album yet. So, where can people find it? What's it called? Um, yeah. And yeah, what's the best place to get stuff from you? Well, the album is called. Uh, and spirit and if you go to earn band facebook from there you'll find all the links and we've got a big cartel we have a band camp our label has the merch up as well but if you just go to like again just go to facebook and from facebook you can kind of find everything from there um we are playing london on sunday damnation fest on the 6th eindhoven on the 20th, Orange Goblin 25th, which is 27th year anniversary tour, which hopefully, I don't know, you boys in the East Huddersfield, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah, coming yeah. to the Huddersfield show, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let, let's, I'll sort that out. And then, um, yeah, next year, just festivals and what have you. And it's, um, I just hope people give us a, give us a, uh, I'll say give us a minute of your time. Our songs are fucking long. So give us eight <laughs> yeah. minutes of your time. Uh, eight eight give us to eight. ten minutes if you want one song. Yeah. Yeah, get, <laughs> Yeah, give us a good half an hour. Turn off Corey and come and have a yeah. come and have a listen. And um, yeah, just hope people just just enjoy it. And next time you see me, I'll just be just be hanging out with lads in Gajira. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll that's fuck it. all Speaking this off. That's, yeah, that's it. Do you know who Mate, I am? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like I've I've got to like I've, I was thinking I was watching saying I was watching a Gajira show and they were in Poland and he was like Jinkuye and I was just like. That reminds me, I probably need to learn how to say hello, goodbye, thank you in a lot of languages. And I, as you can understand, I can't pronounce a lot of shit. So <laughs> Probably best not to them, mate. <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. All right, uh, everyone, everyone knows. Oh, there he is. There's Otis in the background. You all right, boy? Mate, Miserable, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, lads, thanks for having us. And right. I tell you what, we do we do another check in at the end of the year. Sounds good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, let's do it. it. All right, guys, thanks for listening. This has been John Nally. It's been Chris cool. Kershaw, the heavy metal strength coach, and Shrubs 
666 six, motherfucking six. We'll see you again next time.